Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into the Oscars on today's episode. What's this? What's this? It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. What is this? A whole new world. What is this? So, spoiler alert, uh, Moonlight upset La La Land for Best Picture, which is incredibly amazing. I'm exceedingly happy about that. I think that of all the Best Picture nominees, uh, Moonlight is personally uh, my number three. I would have put down Arrival and Manchester Sea ahead of Moonlight, but uh, it's also... um, better than La La Land, which would have been my number six. So I'm very pleased by that. I'm happy that La La Land did not walk away with a huge sweep as it seemed to be heading toward. And even I had predicted, you know, I was thinking it was getting between nine and 11 awards. It takes six, uh, which is the same as Mad Max Free Road last year. Um, better than anything in 2014, and one shy of gravity in 2013. Uh, you know, so other than Best Picture, it missed on original screenplay to Manchester by the Sea, missed sound editing to Arrival, missed sound mixing to Hacksaw Ridge, missed costumes to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, it missed film editing to Hacksaw Ridge. So, you know, apparently the support wasn't there as much as we thought it was. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of that had to do with the preferential ballot voting, which has... This is the year where I finally felt, you know, good about how things turned out, you know. Uh, Last year I was incredibly disappointed that Spotlight won. I really think Spotlight is a... You know, I don't even think Spotlight is as good as La La Land. And if I can look here for a second, I would have, you know, Spotlight would have been let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Literally the worst film of the Best Picture nominees, in my opinion. And it's not a bad film, but like it's the worst one to me. You know, and. Uh, so this year was was much better, and I think the show was much better. I thought uh, Jimmy Kimmel did a really good job hosting, uh, for the most part. I, I loved the the Matt Damon stuff was fun, and just uh, the 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 Trump jokes, and I, I liked the Meryl Streep un overrated section because because one there are people that do think that. Uh, maybe not as as much as he was putting it on, but but to some degree. But it's also you know it can't be denied that she'd ha- she's had quite an incredible career, and and that's that's really something. Um, this uh, we had two 
Afri uh, African American uh, performance winners. Excuse me. Uh, between Mahershala Ali and Viola Davis, which is amazing. We had uh, Barry Jenkins and his Moonlight co-writer win Best Adapted Screenplay for Moonlight. Uh, Lonergan won for Manchester by the Sea, which is so deserving. Uh, Zootopia definitely was able to hold on against the Kubo and the Two Strings uh, surge at the end of the season to take animated feature. The Salesman won Best Foreign Language Film uh, in with no small thanks to its uh, to its director uh, Asghar Farhadi, who was unable to attend but had written something very very impressionable. OJ won documentary sh film, and uh, that was expected. But you know, I still seeing e Ezra Edelman speak up there was was really moving. I felt. All the short categories, actually, for I was actually pretty pleased. You know, I predicted two of them, uh, the White Helmets and Piper, and I really thought uh, Singh or Ming Mendenki should have won, even though I didn't predict it. So I'm I'm very happy that it did. La La Land won score and song, which I don't think anyone can be too dis disappointed about, to be honest. Um, like I said, Arrival, Arrival's only award this, e this year was uh, Sound Editing, which most people weren't predicting, but they, there was kind of the sense that if it was going to win something, it would have to win this. And I, I guess that's true, because that's what it won. And then you had Hacksaw Ridge take Sound Editing, or Sound Mixing, as well as film editing. And the film editing win was pretty shocking, I thought. Uh, you know, everybody was predicting La La Land, especially on the back of that finale sequence that, and just uh, the, and the opening sequence, Another Day of Sun. But, you know, the, apparently the old white conservative section of the Academy was a lot more vocal than we gave them credit for. And felt... Strong, much more strongly about Hacksaw Ridge than they did about La La Land in a couple of these categories. Uh, production design and cinematography both went to La La Land. It was able to, for the most part, you know, follow through on a lot of its uh, heavy favorited wins. Uh, the only exception being Best Picture. The makeup went to. Suicide Squad, Oscar-nominated, Oscar-winner, Suicide Squad. And as has been pointed out on Reddit, this now means that the DCEU has more Oscars than the MCU. Which, one, I think is hilarious. And I, I think it's very funny. Uh, two, I don't think it's an undeserving win. I, I wasn't predicting it. I thought they would go for Star Trek. But, you know, I can't deny that Suicide Squad had some pretty great makeup uh, makeup design. And uh, so, you know, good for them. I'm really happy for them. They definitely deserve it. It 
doesn't make their film any better as on the whole, as some people seem to be suggesting that it does. But I, I do think that, you know, on in the only category with three nominate three nominees, the you know, the variance is so tiny that it's possible for a film like Suicide Squad to win. Fantastic Beast kind of surprised us in one costume, and a lot of people predicted it would be La La Land, or if it wasn't La La Land, it would be Jackie, and it surprisingly was neither of them. And as far as La La Land, I I can't be too di- disappointed. Uh, you know, La La Land is so contemporary that you know, as as nice and as beautiful as a lot of those costumes were it just doesn't really hold up to the period pieces and the fantasy pieces which fantastic beast is both and it was uh a little bit shocking but pleasantly surprising as most of the other surprises were that or last night the costumes in fantastic beasts are gorgeous the the brief clip that they played during the nominees really was able to, you know, show, you know, between Catherine Waterston and her sister, whose name I forget, as well as just, like, all the members of the, you know, um, New York ministry and everybody else. Everybody just looked so fabulous and so gorgeous in, in those, in their dress and clothing, and I thought it was really, really nice, and, uh, I'm pleased. I, I'm happy with this winner. You know, we've had some pretty awful films win Best Costume in the past, and this was well deserved. Uh, and lastly, that leaves visual effects, which were one was won by The Jungle Book. Everyone predicted it to win, and it did. I think that there's not much else to say about it. Um, except, uh, let's, let's go to the snafu at the end. So, as I'm sure, if you've been, if you're listening to this, you've probably already heard this, or, or read this, or, or just kind of intuit, intuited it on your own. Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, uh, of Bonnie and Clyde fame, their 50th year anniversary since playing those roles, you know, some of my two, one of my favorite films of all time. You know, they walk out on stage, they hem and they haw and make some jokes for a minute. They announce the nominees. Beatty opens the envelope and hesitates, pauses, and at first it seems like a bit, which you know they is you know that's fine. If it if it were a bit, I, you know, I don't think anyone would have had an issue with it. He's an old guy. He's kind of a jokester, so it wouldn't be too out of character, but he's looking at the car, and he's not reading it, and he, like, he turns to Faye, and she's kind of giving him this, like, come on, say it, but finally he shows her the card, and she leans forward, sees the name of the film, and announces La La Land, and because this is the film everyone had been predicting was going to win Best Picture, for like the last six months, La La Land rushes the stage, there's cheers in the audience, everyone is either ecstatic or 
fine, because that's what they've been thinking is going to win. And the speeches start, and you can t still see, like, you can see producers running around amidst all of the uh, all of the people from La La Land. You know, um, Beatty looks completely confused, and as the speeches are being given, one, the one I don't know who it was, but one of the producers from La La Land. Uh, says his piece, and at the end of it, he says, but we didn't win. And this guy is the least accommodating, least respectful of anybody. And again, you know, I understand. He was in a very tough situation. It sucks. It, it's really heartbreaking to have a moment like that snatched away. Uh, as uh, another of La La Land's producers takes the way, steps in front of the mic, and he says, and he holds out his Oscar statuette, and he points it at the team from Moonlight, and he says, you guys won. And he's like, this is not a joke, you guys won. And you get a sense, for the first, the first thing he says, you're thinking, you think like, oh my gosh, like, they're, they're honoring Moonlight by, by referencing that they should have won. That's the first instinctive thing, thought you had, and then everything kind of pieces itself together, and his face isn't joking, and he's very serious, and he's asking them to come up on stage, and, and then he shows the, the, the envelope and the card, and the camera zooms in, and it says, Moonlight Best Picture, and the gasps heard in the audience and backstage and I'm sure in at least 50% of the homes of people watching is deafening. You know, the La La Land people are utterly confused. Moonlight's team is utterly confused as they go up on stage and, and then Kimmel's there and he's trying to like douse the flame in a sense Beatty eventually takes over the mic and explains what had happened. He opened up the envelope and he saw La La Land, but instead of the names of producers, it was Emma Stone. And so it was the backup envelope for Best uh, Lead Actress. And in online, you can see that they have images of him holding the envelope where it says Academy Award for... Uh, Outstanding achievement in leading in lead actress or whatever, however they phrase it. So I mean that's 100% true. He had the wrong envelope, and it was just a, a a problem of circumstance that caused Faye Dunaway to read the name La La Land. You know, if this had been you know an envelope for almost uh, you know for half any award that La La Land hadn't won, you know, and if it had been Manchester by the Sea which would have been hilarious uh, because that would have been Matt Damon's movie, or if it had been Fences or Hidden... Well, I guess it couldn't have been Hidden Figures, but, you know, that's kind of the thing. You know, if it had been any other film, it probably would have caused... A, that would have been a shock in and of itself. But it was La La Land, which everyone expected. And so, you know... They they had given Beatty the wrong envelope. He had he had it, he had the presence of mind to not read the name immediately. 
and he was very confused. Uh, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. Faye was noticeably, like, confused by his pause and then didn't know why he wasn't just saying La La Land once she saw the envelope because she didn't take, you know, she at that point enough time had passed that she didn't, you know, she thought it was a bit and so she said it. She's not at blame. Kimmel didn't do anything wrong. He did his best to add in a joke, try and make things seem okay. The La La Land people were really nice and you could tell just how much respect all of these films have for each other. You know, between La La Land, Moonlight, Manchester by the Sea are, you know, have been at, at odds with each other for like four straight months now during the awards circuit. They've seen so much of each other and you could see that they really didn't, you know, there weren't wasn't any malicious intent. They do care about each other. They were able to put aside uh, pettiness and superficial things and just own that, like, they both made, they've all made great films and important films, and whether or not they won, it, it you know, this is what the Academy decided on, and, you know, La La Land got to take home six Oscars, and Moonlight became Best Picture, and Barry Jenkins got up and he, you know, he was obviously flustered, but was able to put together a string of words that made sense. Um, and uh, that was it. It was exciting. It was, you know, probably the most exciting moment that I've ever seen at an Oscars show. And yes, it was a, f- a mistake. It was... Uh, you know, I don't think that there was ever any intention to to have that happen. Anyone saying that, I don't think, really understands the, the Academy at all and what they're going for. And while while it probably, you know, it would have been it would have been nice to just have them have read Moonlight. I think that would have led to a better acceptance speech and, you know, they would have had more time to embrace that victory. I still think that, you know, it was... The way that it ended up playing out was kind of par for the course, in a sense, if you know what I mean. Like, outside of the obvious parallels to Hillary and Trump, this is kind of how it all felt, you know, you know, if you ask someone who didn't watch the ceremony, who didn't see the award show, who doesn't know what happened, and you said, what do you think best picture was this year? They would say La La Land. For the most, for the most part, I think that that's what most people would say. And then you would say, no, it was Moonlight. They would be surprised. And that's pretty much exactly what the Academy did. That's what Faye and Warren and whoever else was involved in any step of the process. That's how it ended up turning out. They're like, and the best picture is La La Land. Oh, no, wait. It's Moonlight. Like, I'm so happy for Jenkins and all of the team, everyone involved in the film. You know, you can listen back to my episode on Moonlight where I was really struggling to kind of 
place how I felt about it and, and what I thought about this movie. And ultimately deciding that it is a great film that was put onto, you know, it was put out to the world. And I, I think that as good as La La Land is, it's not going to be remembered it's going to be remembered far greater now than it ever would have been as a Best Picture winner. And, you know, I don't... You know, looking back at past winners, you know, La La Land is the artist to me. And I, I think the artist is fine at best and and a very undeserving winner in its own right. Um... I I think that it's it's you know it was kind of the same thing where with Spotlight last year where both were kind of the worst films nominated in my opinion and I wish you know I I don't think people don't bring up the artist it's not a film people talk about anymore you know and it's been a year and people already don't really talk about Spotlight but I hear people bring up The Revenant. I hear people bring up Mad Max still. You know, and I don't know that that'll be the case five years from now, but, uh, or if, you know, if we go back to the artist's year. Um, I really don't hear anybody bring up any of the Best Picture nominees. Uh, you know, no one talks about War Horse or Moneyball. You know, the help was brought up a couple times this year simply for uh, being compared to Hidden Figures. No one really talks about Midnight in Paris. No one talks about The Descendants. No one talks about Hugo or The Artist or The Tree of Life. You know, if anything, The Tree of Life is probably the most talked about Best Picture nominee from 2011. Uh, and so, so maybe it was just a bad year. I don't know. I, I couldn't say. And uh, it just <coughs> seems to me that as many times as the Academy's got it wrong, at least this year, they got it right. And in pretty stunning fashion. Uh, I was... I freaked out. I, I thought it was heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time and you couldn't have like written a better ending if you wanted to and I can't wait to see like all the memes and you know parodies and whatnot uh listen to one podcast that's already that like put out an episode about this like two hours after it happened and they essentially broke it down by (laughs) essentially said like you know what? What's the, the what's the over under on how many times they bring this up at next year's Oscars? Uh, and I probably at least once. I you know I think and I think if they don't bring it up at all, that that would be worse. I you know I feel like half they have to have the mindset of yeah we fucked up we made this mistake but we're not going to let it hurt us we're going to steer into it and and make fun of ourselves and that will be better for everyone 
And it will. It, it most certainly will, assuming that they do. Uh, so, those are the Oscars. They're done. They're over. We, you know, it was a fun and exciting three and a half, almost four hours. Kimmel was good. I, I hope they go back to him at some point. Maybe not necessarily next year. Uh, I think it'd be. I think he'd be better off waiting a year or two. I think that you know when he comes back, if he comes back, if they invite him back, there's a 100% chance he jokes. He makes a reference to what happened last night, and I think it would land better with a little more time between it. Uh, so, at this point, we're looking ahead to 2017 and the next Oscar race. Already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was able to see Watani My Homeland just before the ceremony started yesterday, which only leaves My Life as a Zucchini as my last film to watch from the list of nominated films. And that's that's not bad, because I'm going to be able to see that sometime next month when it comes to a theater around here. And that will make this the first year where I've been able to see every single Oscar-nominated film. Um, This is the third year now. Oh. This is the fourth straight year where I've seen every single Oscar-winning film. Uh, Going back to 2013. uh, Which is great. Awesome. Very good. Ah, man. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was kind of a roller coaster last night. It, it really was. But, but in a good way. It, I mean, in a sucky way for La La Land, particularly, but in a, in a good way. And I think that Moonlight's win is really going to benefit filmmaking and the Academy I think that as much as as much as I wish that the, that we made more musicals every year, I think that we need more moonlights. We need more films about people that we don't really see on the news, on you know, or in like big blockbuster films. We need more characters like Chiron. We need more powerful acting ensembles like what Moonlight had, more Mahershala Ali, more Ashton Sanders, more Naomi Harris, and Janelle Monet and everyone else involved in that movie. It, it really isn't enough. Mm-hmm. And Moonlight winning is just hopefully the tip of the iceberg. I, I really want to see just more. I want more of it, you know, and I think that Moonlight winning is a huge step in the right direction and is such a such a clear difference between this year and last year because Moonlight and Spotlight which are probably the most similar similarly titled films to have, to win back-to-back best pictures. I have to believe that true. That's true, right? Uh, you know, I'll, you know, 
thankfully, thank, you know, it would have been The Godfather and The Godfather Part 2, but they had The Sting in the middle of them. Um, all About Eve, All the King's Men, that's close. But, yeah, Moonlight Spotlight, definitely the most similarly titled films to win back-to-back Best Pictures. And I think there could not have been a bigger deviation from Spotlight to Moonlight. Uh, and so that is in, that just I'm just incredibly happy about this, and I hope you are too. And if you haven't seen Moonlight, this now more than ever you should go see it because it's an incredible achievement. And whether or not you find it to be worthy of being the best picture winner, it is undeniably a beautiful and well-made, well-acted masterpiece of a film. And I think that that goes completely without saying so thank you for listening this is kind of my react my reaction to the academy awards and if you want to respond in any way you can send your emails to circle of film at gmail.com check out the site you can check out uh, the circle of film awards where i pick out my favorite my best picture of the year my best performances and some other some other superlative categories uh and as always have a week so long farewell i'll be the same tonight come on baby when we paint the town and all that jazz so long Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.